0: All right. Welcome to the apex vaulting podcast. This is episode 105. It's been a little over a month, uh, since our last episode it has been super busy at the club. Um, as, uh, indoor track is starting, things are ramping up. Uh, a lot of new people coming in, a lot of people trying it for the first time, uh, super exciting time. Uh, so again, apologize for not doing more episodes, but it's been super busy. Um, couple things, you know, obviously if you enjoy the podcast, please share this with your friends um, subscribe to the podcast, either on Apple iTunes, uh, podcasts, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's just apex vaulting. Also, we have instructional video on the apex vaulting channel. Uh, we put a bunch of videos out with a bunch of different drills and different progressions. Um, but you could probably find almost anything that you need on that, that channel there. Um, and if you're, interested in following us on social media. It's the real apex vaulting on Instagram and it's just apex vaulting on Facebook and Twitter. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of things I want to talk about, uh, today though, what we're going to focus on, we have Robert plum on. So he's been on the podcast before. Uh, He's one of my vaulters. He started jumping at the club when he was a sophomore in high school. Now you're what? Junior in college. Junior in college. Time flies, guys. Um, (laughs) Just yesterday, trying to clear that 11-foot bar. Uh, (laughs) So now he's in college, and – where do you go again? East Stroudsburg University, East Stroudsburg University in East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh my God. It makes sense. So fitting. The <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, you know, I wanted to talk about a couple of things with Rob. I mean, one Rob going into college, your PR was thirteen six. Yeah, 13, 13. Um, so it was a little bit of a stretch to go to East Stroudsburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at this point, you know, your PR is 14. Mm-hmm. Um, you're one of the better guys on the team. Um, I just wanted you to talk about your experience of like going to college. Um, and how do you go from that? Like, let's say kind of walk on position to being successful on the team. Uh, obviously I think picking the right school for you is very, very important when you talk about that maybe first, but Mm -hmm. then it's like, what did you have to do to kind of climb the ranks at your school and continue to progress? Cause I think a lot of people end up going to college. And a lot of people don't PR some people struggle to even jump what they jumped in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, how did you not only, you know, stay on the team, but end up progressing PRing a foot. And now, you know, one of the, the better guys on the team, you know, maybe walk us through a little bit about your experience. Maybe start, like I said, with like, Picking how did school. you, pick, yeah. How did you pick East Stroudsburg? Like, why was that your
1: choice? You know, why, did, why didn't you want to go to like LSU? yeah yeah well I mean that would be a stretch certainly but um first off uh picking the right school well how I first got into East was they actually sent a letter to okay. our high school you know just saying like oh you know we're looking at you yeah, more yeah. or less you know we're interested you should look yeah. at us because which was yeah but you know what's funny about those letters they send them out to everyone
0: right and it's like what I love is like I, I remember one of my first vaulters was like a 14 footer you yeah. know Adam Laser, and mm-hmm. um Adam was the, Adam was the type, he wasn't even sure about going to college when I first started coaching him. And then, you know, he went to college, uh, but like Harvard sent him a letter. Right. It's like, yeah.
1: there's no way he yeah. was getting it
0: to Harvard.
1: Yeah. You know I, I mean, mean, I got, but anyway, yeah. I got letters from a yeah, bunch yeah. of like D1s and stuff like that, which there was very little chance that I would yeah, get it. But, yeah, but, but see, okay. So like, this is a, this is a great
0: topic because yeah. like, I feel like a lot of people who don't know, whether it's the kid or the parent, you know, you get that letter from Harvard you're like, and you're oh like, oh my goodness. You let's go, go to Harvard. Harvard.
1: Right. Right. And I thought that way too, like at the beginning, when I first got the letters, I was like, wow, like, that's so cool. Like URI sent me something or mm-hmm. like, I forget, I forget who else, but like there were a couple other places right. and I was, and I was looking at it and I was like, wow, this is like really exciting. And, but then I go to like the conference list or I go to like their conference meet. And, and And it's so funny that you're saying this because, I mean, we're recording
0: after a practice session. So John and Jason Mraz, um, John is the dad. Jason's the son. John was just talking about this. He's like, when you're looking at schools, you got to look at the conference and what the marks are because yeah. you have to see whether you're competitive in that conference. Right. Exactly.
1: Because you can also you can also trick yourself, be like, oh, I you know, like, I'd love to go to URI, but then it's like. You're not gonna go to every meet. You're not gonna jump at the conference meet. Right, you might not that, travel. Yeah, you know. this that this that and the other. And it's like, so I was looking at those D ones, and it's like 15-6 was like sixth place or seventh place, right in the conference. Uh, in the conference, and I mean, maybe I have aspirations of jumping 15-6 in the future, but that's well away, and I'm not going to be able to compete with most of the people in that conference. Yeah. So it's not really a good fit. I, in my, in my opinion,
0: well, well, and let's talk about this too. I think something that has changed over the last, I would say a few decades, really, right? Like, let's say if we go back to nineties or even early two thousands, you know, let's say you had a high school boy that jumped 14. I think back then there were a lot more, let's say 13, even 14 foot high school mm-hmm. boys who weren't going to a club. They didn't have a coach. Maybe they didn't have the best equipment. And you'd hear about 14 foot boys that would go to college freshman year, jump 16. Right. Cause but they I, just
1: got the correct equipment. And right. And they, a they got decent, coaching. And right. a decent coach,
0: yeah. yeah. Whereas now it's like, okay, I think there's a lot of great clubs out there and the clubs are growing and you know, there's clubs that, first of all, not only do they just coach the pole vault, they're also starting to do the conditioning work, which is critical. So it's like, you get a high school boy jumping 14. He might be a 14 foot high school boy for you to keep progressing. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. It's going to require more work, more effort. It gets even harder. So it's like, if you go to a good club, right. And I, I, just anybody who's listening, if you go to a good pole vaulting club and you've been putting in a lot of time and effort, you have to understand where, yes, maybe first year at your club, you PR two feet, and then maybe the next year you PR a foot, and then maybe the next year you PR six inches. Well, if you notice, there's a trend, right? Mm-hmm. Your percentage that you're going to be able to PR kind of falls off. You are going to go for incremental PRs. So, you know, thinking like, oh, well, my PR is 14, I'll just, you know, I'll go to college and somehow magic will happen and I'll jump two feet higher. It's like, well, I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. You have to think about it that way. The the deeper you get into something, the more experience, the more skill level, or like I always use the belt system in martial arts, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you're a white belt, you go to blue belt. That's a huge bump up in performance, right? Right. That's like being a beginner pole vaulter. It's like, okay, you jumped at one knee, you jumped eight feet. Now you join a pole vaulting club and the next year you jump 11, huge uptick. Now you're like, let's say by senior year, you're jumping 14. You might be more like a brown belt, you know, skill level wise, you've been through all the drill progressions at your club, you know, those drill progressions. And so you've mastered a lot of skill. It's like, well, you're not going to see a 30% increase in performance anymore. Exactly. It's going to
1: 5% would be huge. Huge. Exactly. Exactly. So back to, I guess, why I went to East. Yeah, Stroudsburg. why you picked these Strouds? So when I when I was looking at the conference meet, so like that high school season, I had been taking jumps at I'd been clearing 13 pretty consistently, mm-hmm. taking attempts at 13 6. I've been, you know, close more or less. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and whatnot. And so when I looked at the conference meet, sixth place was 13 6. And I think seventh and eighth were 13. Okay. So go, so going in, I was like, okay, I I'm not going to be first. Right. but I'm going to have a chance to be able to compete with people, At- people in the conference. Right. And it's like, if you're competitive in the conference, that means you should be pretty good on the team. Exactly. And you'll be able to go to pretty much all the meets, right? which is also very important. And yeah. Very
0: important. And, and listen, I know some people might be listening to this podcast and be like, Bronco, you're crushing people's dreams. Like, yeah. you know, but what if little Johnny who jumps 14, you know, really wants to go to LSU and it's like,
1: okay, like go to LSU then. But, I'm just saying you have to be realistic. Yeah, like you might not make the team. Right. Don't expect to, don't expect anything. You have to, you know, get, you have to be able to jump like at least 15, six to 16, 17. Right. To, to be able, able to go to, to a lot of yeah, meets and
0: stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I mean, th- this is for, again, for the people who are like, kind of like really don't know the college landscape. Okay. Like we just went over the letters, you know, it's yeah, like, you get yeah. a letter. You're like, oh my God, they're interested. It's like, no, they just, they send mass letters. They send them out right? to everyone. Here's, yeah. here's the other thing. What a lot of people don't realize, I'll hear people say this, but Bronco, I looked at their roster. They only have one pole vaulter and he jumps 15 6. Yeah. Right. Because they don't want to carry anyone on the team. They do not want to hold a roster spot for someone unless they could score at the conference. So there's plenty of teams. It's like, yeah, they might have one male vaulter at 15 6. But if you jump 14, they're not interested. Like they'll only take you if you can come in and score. And especially some of those bigger schools, sometimes unfortunately, they don't have a pole coach. So they know it's like, well, we can't coach you up. You have to be able to come in
1: and score just the way you are. Yeah. And I think that's actually a perfect segue into kind of what happened in my freshman year at East Stroudsburg. Okay. So at East Stroudsburg, just to finish up. So obviously East Stroudsburg
0: was a good choice for you. Right. You know, you're, you're at 13 feet, you know, you know, you that 13, six is coming and you know, East Stroudsburg, you're competitive with those marks. You know, you obviously like, Let's even talk about that. I mean, obviously, you had to communicate with the coach. When you right. when you contacted the coach, did the coach seem interested in you?
1: Yeah. So the coach the coach did like he knew my name more or less. Like mm-hmm. he was like he was like when I said, "Oh, it's Robert," you know. They were like, "Oh, Robert," you know. I remember you're the pole vaulter, yeah, right? Yeah. You know. So they were kind of somewhat on a personal level in that regard, and also, you know, they knew my marks, and they're like, "I," you know, "we think you could come in, and that will." you know, not necessarily place at conference, but you'll be competitive at conference. Right. And, you know, I think we think this would be a good fit for you more or less.
0: Right. So it's like right off the, yeah, it's like, if you're talking to a coach and they're talking about you being on the team, they are interested. Right. You know, I mean, look, I, the craziest story I I tell uh, people on the extremes is, you know, I remember having a girl that was at seven feet, six inches her senior year, not super athletic, but she found a school, I think it was Delaware Valley state. Where the head coach was like, "Yes, we'd love to have you." And he helped. He wasn't a pole vault guy, but he helped her any way she could. She trained her butt off. She ended up jumping nine ten by her senior year of college, which is awesome. tremendous yeah. improvement. And you know, she had fun competing. Right. You know, so if you want to pole vault when you're in college, I think like Rob, you you have to do the right things. You know, look and see: Are you going to be competitive in the conference? Contact a coach. Are they excited to have you a part mm-hmm. of the team? Right. If they're like, "Well, you know, our walk on standards this." Because yeah. I've heard that story yeah, too on the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. 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 Where it's like, hey, the walk on standard is 15. And let's say you're a high school boy that's at 14, six. You are literally going to drive yourself crazy the rest of the year trying
1: to get you're that right, 15 foot 15. mark. And the thing is, once you jump 15, that doesn't mean you go to meets. That doesn't mean you go to conference. That doesn't mean you'll be competitive at all in the conference. That also doesn't mean they're going to keep you on the team. Yes. It might end up that you go to
0: campus. And now they're like, fine, we had to give this kid a shot shot, because we told them 15. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now you're there a month, two months, three months, even. And then they're like, you know what? You're just not keeping up in workouts. We're going to have to cut you. Right. So imagine that you, you you drive yourself crazy for six months during your high school, senior year to try to hit a mark. You finally get it. And then three months into your college college career done, done. Yep. I I'm, I'm just, in my opinion, you should find some place that wants to have you. That's happy to have you. I think that's more important.
1: Right. Right.
0: So what was the segue? I'm
1: so, so yeah, I forget exactly what you said to segue, but basically what happened in my, I guess we're moving on to like what your
0: experience was on as a freshman and kind of not being a walk on, but, but maybe, yeah, but
1: you know, and then being a, becoming a bigger, more important part, part, part of, of the, the team. Yeah. yeah. So basically what happened was, um, the, immediately they didn't want to, they, we had five pole vaulters jumping at East Stroudsburg my freshman year, Okay, which is quite a lot. That's,
0: yeah. That's yeah. Quite you, a lot. you guys were stacked. We were, yeah, we had a lot Yeah, of, what were the marks?
1: So, well, I guess that's segue. Like, well, but so there was a 15 foot guy, mm-hmm. I guess he ended up jumping 15, six by the end of that year. Mm-hmm. And so two 15, six guys basically. Okay. Um, and then there was. The other guy was 14-1, and me and this other kid were 13-7. Okay. So, yeah. So, you're definitely not the top dog. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Okay. Right. Uh, and as a matter of fact, um, basically, they only took three pole vaulters to the first me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, me and the other so kid. So, you hid the other poles for those <laughs> Yeah. Days, so, yeah they, so, they were like, so they oh, They don't they're have gone.
0: their <laughs> poles. Coach, I'm
1: ready with mine, though. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> All right. Go ahead. But, um, but, yeah. So, I mean, that was – more or less a letdown, I can yeah. say, you know, because we're I was, you know, not necessarily like expecting to be able to go to every meet per se, but like to show up and have that excitement and then kind of be told it's like, well, you know, you're not the top dog, and we 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 don't want to, you know, send too many people to yeah. the first
0: meet. So I mean, I could see where someone in that situation, right? Freshman year, excited, you want to compete, you've been going to practice, and now coach like, you're not going to the first meet. I could see some people might be like, oh. Well, screw this. Like, why am I working so hard? Right. You know, why am I training? I'm, I'm going to enjoy myself. Let's just go to a party and have a good time. Is that what you did, Rob? That is not what I did. Oh, <laughs> okay. Wait. Well, so. that You mean that's not the path to get you to PR I don't think that's the PR part- path. Okay.
1: Not, right. not the pole vault PR path. Okay. But, yeah, but, um, but basically that happened. The first meet was right before winter break. So, I mean, like you said, it was a letdown. It like, was a letdown. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, like, okay, yeah. you
0: find out you're not going. Mm-hmm. You say it's a letdown. Let's go deeper into this. Like, what what was your reaction when you first mm-hmm. found out? Um, well, like, did you find out like did you go to his office? Did you just get a text message? How did you find out that you weren't going to the first meet?
1: They told us at the so we had this little we've been having practices with the pole vaulters. And right. you know, obviously they can tell you know the coach was they see you know, who's they jumping, jumping on, higher. Man. And um The coach basically comes up to us a week before the first meet and was like, Hey, just because of limited spots, we're not taking you. And you know, he he pulled me and the other pole vaulter over that one. Okay. Okay. So, um, and what was your reaction immediately? Uh, well, immediately, to be honest, I was a little in shock because I was, I mean, not that I was expecting to go, I guess, but like I was more or less expecting to go because of the standard, the, the mark to qualify for conference was twelve nine, I believe. Okay. And not that, I mean, I, I feel like I could have jumped 13 at that at that moment. Right. right, right. So I, I felt like I could have hit the conference qualifying mark it Right, was right, right. my point. Um, so I was more in shock because of that. Cause I was yeah. like, I, like I can do it. It's not, it's not that I can't do it. Right. Um, and then it was, it was kind of, you know, just like, I was just like, wow, I, I like, it was, it was more like a realization that it's like, this isn't going to be easy, I guess is right. Is a good way to put it. It's like, you can't, you can't just show up and do what you've been doing in high school and kind of, because obviously in high school, I was the best guy in the team. team yeah. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was like, I was the pole vault guy, but you know, now it's like, there's five pole vault guys that are ahead or that are beating you. Right. So, um, yeah. So to that, so
0: it, it kind of, um, awakened you. Yeah, you it awakened I me. Mean? Yeah, it woke me up, I think. Because I I think like what you're describing too, it's like I think okay, when you're in high school, you know, look, most people, especially if they're going on to college jumping, they're usually like the best person at their high school, 100%. And you know? it's like you can kind of slack and get away with it, like nobody's going to give you a problem, you right. know? Um but now when you go to college, you're not necessarily going to be top dog. And so now, yeah, you have to be more accountable it's going to make you accountable. Like, okay, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, yeah, we can only take three people, you're not in the top three, can't take you. Right. And so now, I mean, again, like I was saying, I think there's some people, they would get so deflated, they yeah. would be like, screw it and stop working hard. But it's like, that's not gonna get you anywhere. What yeah. you gotta do is you gotta focus on like, okay, even if you think it's unfair and you should be going to the first meet, you have to be like, okay, well, I have to do better. I have to put myself in a position where now I will be in that top three. I will be taken to the meat. And what do I, what, where can I improve? I mean, like, can you take us back to maybe even like, I'm sure we spoke, you know, when, when you were in that moment, you know, what were some things that you maybe thought you were doing fine with that
1: you had to start focusing on to help you become a better pole bolter? Well, I just remember in practice obviously it's not the same coaching as that I get from you Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, not necessarily worse or better, but it's different. And, you know, I realized that I wasn't doing some of the same things that I was doing here. Some fundamentals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah." And I just, and I was more or less just getting lazy with that stuff.
0: Right. So you definitely had, had to improve on like how sharply you were focused on improving your technique. Cause I think a lot of times, especially at colleges, when you're heading towards meets, coaches will have you just, you know, be doing longer runs yep. and you know, it's real easy for technique to start to slip. Mm-hmm. You know, you might even be like hitting a pole and sinking on it. And you yep. think like, wow, I'm, I have my same grip. Yeah. yeah. But now the pole's sinking. sinking so you're it's not, not the same. Right. Yeah. Um. But what are some other things, even away from yeah. pole vault technique yeah, that you, you had to maybe sharpen or improve on that you thought before finding out you weren't going to this meet that you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm working. I'm yeah. working hard. Right. I'm working hard. Right.
1: What did you find that you weren't working hard enough about? I certainly wasn't working hard enough on my strength and conditioning at the at okay. school because I know when we're here, we have a very strict regimen. Well, not necessarily strict, but like a, a very, yeah, know. there's a certain where
0: we have a linear periodization. There's a certain yeah. rep range
1: we're in. People are lifting. It's, and it's very, easy to be
0: motivated when yeah. you're around other people that are training hard.
1: Whereas at um, school, they had a little bit of a different program that was going mm-hmm. on. And I don't know. And I wasn't, and I wasn't t- going the, you know, the extra step to be like, Oh, I basically was like, Oh, I'm lifting with the team. I'm doing enough. I'm doing what yeah, everyone the coach else is doing. only told me this, this much weight or just this. Yeah. Exercise. Right. Right. And so I was like, ah, I'm, do- I'm doing fine. And I come back and I, realize that my squat wasn't where it was my deadlift wasn't where it was even right. my way to pull up wasn't where it what you know all these so le- let me let me just address this too because i i totally
0: see this and i get it right um because it's easy to kind of like trick yourself right yeah so especially if in high school right like you're about to go to college but in or you're in college in high school if you had a good strength and conditioning program right like I don't know. First person that I think of a first club besides us, is like I always think about, um, Arizona public club, you know, like, uh, Garrett and, and, and Dean Starkey, you know, they have a strong strength and conditioning program. If you have numbers that you trained hard for, right. So like, we're talking for you, like, I remember your single leg squat in high school, I think it was like 295. Yep. So it's like, that's a great number. That's a great number. And if you jumped X with a 295 single leg squat, not that you can't jump higher, right. but it's like, if you fall off too much, let's say you come in and you test and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I only hit 260. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a huge drop-off. Huge huge, huge drop-off. Now, you might be at your college training and conditioning program, and they might pick a different exercise or a different periodization or whatever, and so you haven't done the single leg squat, but then even what you're doing because is not at the, the same intensity. Yeah. It's not at the same intensity. You're not pushing the numbers. So now you're actually getting weaker, which in right. turn will make you slower. Mm-hmm. And then you could trick yourself that I listen to the
1: coach. Yeah. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Right? Yeah. Right. This
0: person told me this. Right. I did it. What do you want? And even I, I remember hearing a story, uh, Westside barbell, which is a powerlifting gym in Ohio, but they worked with other athletes. They had some like girl, I think that went to Columbia university. She was a 400 meter runner. And pretty sure she was like, gosh, I don't know, like 55 seconds, maybe, maybe faster, 53, 52. I don't, I don't remember. But fast, 400 meter runner. Goes to Columbia where they're not lifting at the same intensity. The numbers – and Westside Barbell, I mean, like, they have more 1,000-pound squatters than the rest of the world combined. So, like, they really focus on pushing the numbers. And so this girl probably squatted and deadlifted something ridiculous at Westside. But she goes to Columbia and, you know, there it's like – I'll tell you what. A lot of Division One programs, even you know, you're a female. You know, you weigh 140. If you squat like 225, most people will be happy. Yeah, right. Like I'm talking about regular squat, It's yeah. like a box squat. 225 is good. Yeah. And it's like this girl probably did something ridiculous, like 330, or who knows, you know. Yeah. So it's like if she's going in there and they're putting lighter numbers for her, and she just does that, well, she's getting weaker. And what the Columbia coaches told her was like, oh well. Uh, you know, I think you're too bulky, you live too much at West Side. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's literally what she did all through high school to get the marks that she got. Right, right. Like if you want those marks,
1: right? That's it's like you need to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I always talk about it. It's like a recipe. Right? Yeah. It's like if I make this chocolate cake and Rob eats it, and he's like, oh my God, this is a delicious chocolate cake. I would love to have this once a week. You know, I would like to prepare this. Can you give me the recipe, Bronco? I give him the recipe and he's like, oh, well, but I don't want to put eggs
1: in my cake. Yeah. Or something. Then it's not yeah. the same cake. It's not It's not. Gonna not the same. It's not going to taste the same. The, yeah, yeah. Not taste the same not right? Be that cake same. is not
0: going to run the 400 at the same time. <laughs> it's not going to run right? the 400. So, you know, I th- I think that was a part of it. It's like you could easily trick yourself, well, I'm doing what the coaches are asking. Yeah.
1: No, 100%. Right. That's what
0: happened. And not only just pushing the numbers, I mean, a lot of times, like me and Rob would like work out together. So we would do like a sled workout, like push the sleds or a carry. And I mean, it's kind of like, it's hard. It's hard. It's, not, it's hard. It, it, we don't, we don't it's take hard. it easy. Sometimes, you know, Rob comes close to throwing up. <laughs> so it's like, it's real easy if now, right, all that hard work and effort that you've been putting in, now you're somewhere else and someone, you're like, wow, that was, that was nice that workout yeah, that, was was good, nice. That, was that was a good that was a good, good workout. workout yeah it's yeah. not the same you know my heart got a little bit up there <laughs> you know a little sore the next yeah, yeah this is okay yeah, is good so you can like lie to yourself and all of a sudden a couple months goes by three four months and now your numbers are slipping so you're not physically there yeah also what else did we talk about
1: yeah i needed to certainly get my diet a little bit more in check yeah and and i i, I mean I, Yeah, I you and, saw it. And speaking of diet, let's let's just talk about this. Like, there's both
0: ends of the spectrum, right? So, like for Rob, you know, Rob, kind of, we have similar body types in that. Like, if me and Rob look at pizza, we gain we like gain ten pounds. T- ten, yeah, at least ten. Ten. <laughs> if you smell it, oh my god, forget <laughs> it. You just lost the season. It's done, <laughs> right? But like, we, we put on weight very easily, so yep. we have to be a little bit strict with our diet. We have to focus more on protein intake and try to get our calories from there, you know, stuff like that. Uh, But then you have people on the other end of the spectrum, they're not realizing they're not eating enough, you know? Yeah. And and so that's why they can't hold on to weight or put on any muscle mass, right? So, you know, and that depends on everybody. But all I'm saying is it's real easy at college right now, you know, instead of, you know, being at home, mom and dad make dinner and this Mm -hmm. and that, everything's kind of like a little bit more strict. No, now you have a dining hall open all hours of the day. You have an unlimited pass, so now you can eat as much as you want. Or some people, like I said, on the opposite the spectrum, you're so busy with the classes because you have a hard major, right. you know, that you end up missing meals here and there, or,
1: yeah, or right? Something.
0: This is going to hurt performance. Mm-hmm. So you, you now have to be more accountable, you know, with your technique. You have to be more accountable uh, with your strength and conditioning. You have to be more accountable- with your diet Another and then
1: one, you need to be way more accountable with your sleep schedule yes i was gonna say that but yeah yeah, yeah, huge, yeah huge huge because in college obviously you can kind of trick yourself to be like oh i can i don't have class till you know 8 30 9 or even 12 10. or yeah, yeah or some like, people have their first class at noon right right or so, yeah something crazy Whereas, like you know whereas high school it's like 7 30 8 o'clock yeah, every so single morning you're, you're yeah, always so you're forced to kind of find a regiment. find, like, get to bed at, you know, 11 or, you know, 10 or depending on the person, obviously. Well, and, and what I try to tell people about sleep
0: all the time too, it's like, listen, like, I, like me, for example, personally, I obviously have like kind of a crazy sleep schedule because I, like right now we're recording these podcasts, it's 948, right? Like I'm not going to leave the club probably till 1030. Sometimes I don't leave till eleven. So I don't get home till like 11.30 by the time I shower, start eating. It might be 12.30 when I eat dinner. And so I'm not getting in bed till like one thirty, right? So, but the thing is like, that's when my body is used to. I do that day in and day out. Whereas like other people, like what I think college kids do that's wrong. They try like, okay, well, like maybe Mondays, you know, I'll have 8am an mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah. And then, but then Tuesdays. And, then, and so they're constantly like flip-flopping their sleep mm-hmm. schedule. And so now it's really hard. And I always tell people, you may have gotten eight hours sleep, but if that's between the hours of 4am and whatever,
1: it's that's not, not the same, It's not the same eight hours as if you got it between 11 and whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Because it's like, you, you've got to be, to be sharp. Like, yeah, you just you can't go there. And, and this whole also idea I think some people have is like, oh, well I could just catch up on sleep.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah. That doesn't
0: work. It doesn't, it doesn't. Um, now, and I'm going to bring up something else that I don't think was an issue for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously also in college, uh, there's like these get togethers. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. They like, you know,
0: it's called a party I think. <laughs> right. So it's like, listen, I, I get it. Like, we're talking about performance right now, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about people that are trying to jump high and right. make an impact on their college team. Yeah. Listen, I remember one time we we finished our conference meet. Mm-hmm. We had a pretty big crew at, at Rampo at the time. Um, I think I had the best girl in the meet. She won, a couple other girls placed. I don't think our boys won. I don't but know. if they didn't win, they went two, three. They did well and they pr right? Yeah. But we had a good conference meet, right? Mm-hmm. And I gather all my vaulters around and especially one kid was shook because he PR'd yeah. and I came down hard. Cause like, I know, like, let's be honest, right? I like to be honest on this podcast. Like we all know most colleges, they have a conference party oh, man, got, after yes. the conference. Yes. And I told my vaulter, like, yo, I'm like, I know there's a conference party. I better not hear that you went to it. If I hear you went to it, there's going to be a problem. I go, well, number one, I go, if you qualify for ECACs, which was our regional meet, I go, you don't have time to party. You got to get ready for next week. Mm -hmm. I go, number two, I go, if you didn't qualify for ECACs, you suck and you don't have time to go to a party. You need to get ready to get to ECACs for outdoor (laughs) conferences. Right. And it was like, it was one of those, and this kid was like, oh my God, PR, why is he mad? (laughs) And like all the other vaults are like, you idiot. Like he wants us to be good. Like you need to keep training. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and again, like I think it's hard. Like, I think for me coming from me and Rob, you know me very well. It's a pretty authentic thing. When I say that, I mean like, like uh, somebody, you know, Jason came in today to help coach uh, some sessions and he came in, I was finishing up my workout and you could just see Jason's look on his face. He's like, he looks like he's going (laughs) to die. Right. So it's like, I walk the walk. It's, it's very easy for me as a coach and it's coming from an honest place to hold people accountable. And, you know, I know, you know, in today's world and society, it's like, ah, yeah. oh, you know, like take it easy and stuff like that, but have it's like, time. but like, let's be honest. If you want to be successful and you want to overachieve, you need to do what others are unwilling to do. Right. So you may have to skip the party every once in a while. You mm-hmm. may have to stay on top of your sleep and not just stay up till two in the morning playing video games or chatting with somebody. Yep. Um, you guys can pass through. Don't worry. Yeah. Um you know, you, you might have to stay on top of your diet, you know, you have might have to, you might have to, after going to strength and conditioning, go to the NARP gym, yep. the non-athletic real regular person gym, um, <laughs> and, and do some extra sets or reps of something, you know? Yep. Um, and, and then also focus on your job. Like I was talking to one of the college athletes today, um, that's home for break. And I was like, well, like, I get it. Like, I'm not trying to, Disregard what you're saying. It gets a little harder when you go to college because, like, I'm not there. You might not have a pole vault coach. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, but it can be done. Like, you just need to video your jobs. You need to talk to me on the regular. You need to, like, really go through the drills and be deliberate and focus. You can't just sleep
1: fall asleep at practice. Right. You can't go through autopilot at practice. You have to like everything you have to do has to be done with a purpose.
0: Right. So wh- walk us through that now. I mean, like, I think, I think we've talked about all those different areas where, where, you know, you need to focus on, but what was like, how would you set up your week of practice and how did you think about it and maybe talk about, you know, things that we would talk about or how you used me, um, as uh, an asset to help prepare in the weeks and, and focus
1: at practice. Well, I mean, like, like you were saying before, I mean, you got to get video of your jump. I -hmm. mean, that's because the thing, the thing is, it's one thing to say, like, I felt this at practice. I feel that, but like sometimes feelings can kind of be deceiving, Mm -hmm. especially when, you know, you're feeling it because you want your jump to be good. You want to try to feel the right thing. So you kind of trick yourself into feeling the right thing sometimes. So that's why I think it's really important to get video of your jump. So if nothing else, you can look at your jump and know what it looks like, like other people watching it, not just what you're feeling.
0: Right. And, and I think also the discussion between athlete and coach has to really um, start to level up. Like right. I, I, we talked about this on the phone the one time, um, but I had an athlete um, that was in line. And I was asking her about like, oh, who's your favorite coach, you know, besides me um, <laughs> at practice. And she was like, gave, picked somebody. And I go, why? And she goes, oh, well, like he noticed when I was like not understanding something and he would give me a visual or he would like move my arms or something. And like, I think I'm a visual learner. And I go, let me stop you there. I go, one, I think everyone's a visual learner right. at some level, right, but- in order for you to level up and become a black belt, you have to be a verbal learner. You have to understand it at a verbal level. Yeah. Let me explain. I'm going to give you my analogy, right? <laughs> Imagine you've never seen an apple. You never smelled an apple. You never ate an apple. You don't know what it tastes like. You never touched an apple. You don't know what it feels like. And uh, I call you up and I'm like, hey, Rob. On the way to practice can you do me a favor pick me up an apple i'd
1: be like no what is well, that <laughs> you might bring me a cantaloupe right you, you don't, yeah, know, you don't yeah. know what an
0: apple is right? right right you know what i mean so you would need a picture i would have to send you a picture this this yeah. is what i need mm-hmm. green apple right? right right okay but the thing is all of us right even people listening to this podcast know an apple so well if i was like hey can you pick me up an apple you'd be like oh what type do you want golden delicious do you want macintosh whatever so we know what an apple is we can verbalize it so the thing is by using the video if you really want to level up you have to get to a point where now you can through verbal communication talk about your jump and be on the same page because i know like look rob was good when he was in high school But through this process of like weekly check ins, right? Mm -hmm. And we we need to dive into more of what we're doing on those weekly check ins. Mm -hmm. But like through this process of like watching video and talking about it, you know, Rob leveled up to a point where now we could have a verbal discussion. Like there are times now where he doesn't have any video for whatever reason. And we literally verbally communicate about what he felt in the jump and what I think. And now we make a plan for the rest of the week on what you should do because right. we're at the verbal stage of understanding in the pole vault. And I think every pole vaulter, especially if you're going on the college level, you need to strive to become a verbal uh, communicator in the pole vault. You don't need a visual. You can just listen and understand what someone's
1: talking about. No, but not only that, it would be very important for classes in college too, because there's a um, lot of, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but besides, besides that, yeah, I, like you are saying, it's very important. So that I, I don't know how you expect me to do math without pictures of two <laughs>
0: apples plus three. Apples.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. No, but yeah, like, uh, like you're saying, you got to kind of level up. You got to, you got to be able to understand things and know what you're feeling and know what you kind of could be feeling and what could be wrong and why you also have to kind of look at outcomes, right? It's like maybe your jump wasn't super smooth and you have like, you know, you kind of almost form a hypothesis of like, why wasn't it smooth? Was right. I late? So, like, you know, okay. Did I jump up at takeoff?
0: Right. Yes. Okay. Go to the next thing. Did I brace with my arms instead of letting my arms go above yeah, my like, head? Maybe that was it. Right. Right. You know, did you lean back or did you swing up? You know, right. like what? So it's like, you, you have to kind of go through the the domino effect right. of the ball and like mm-hmm. what, what was missing. Okay. Once me and Rob would discuss that, mm-hmm. then, okay. These are the drills you should do next week. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And um, go go ahead. What you no, no, expand no. on that. <laughs> well, basically, um, so like, as you're making, I guess we can talk about like making a plan and yeah,
0: stuff yeah. like mm-hmm.
1: that. Right. So like when you're starting to make a plan for the next week, so generally uh, our jumps, jump days would be like Monday and Friday. Right. So, you know, generally Monday would be like the sh- shorter day and drill day because mm-hmm. you know, the meet was that and, weekend. Okay. Yes. And, um, So, and then the bigger day would be like either a Thursday or Friday. Okay. And, but then you have a meet on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what says that. But, um, uh, basically what would, what would happen is Monday, I would try to get video of my drills just to make sure my drills are at, you know, tip top shape for, you know, as you would say, and like they're, you know, I'm actively doing what I'm supposed to be doing and. I would obviously ask you for any corrections. I feel like those are right. almost the easier days. when Right. I and videos. like
0: for the drill days, let's say, for example, it's like, okay, you have to make a decision. Like what is the missing piece? Right. Like
1: if your plant is
0: bad, obviously you might want to do a low carry or a regular carry, just take off. You know, if- if your jump up is bad, again, take off. If your swing is bad, you want to do swing drills. Are you doing doing a horizontal, like deep swing, swing. to a sit? Or are you, doing are you swinging swing up? Yeah, swing. and then a turn drill, right? Like there's all these variations and you have to kind of try to pick
1: the right drill progression to address the, the skill that is lacking. And that kind of comes into how the jump day felt on, you know, Thursday and, mm-hmm. and how the meat felt that Saturday. Right, 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 So basically what would generally happen is Thursday, I would send you videos of how I would normally do a couple of drills in the yeah. beginning of practice, you know, show how those went and those would just be a continuation of Monday. Right. And then I would, you know, show the jumps, try to, you know, get improvement in what I'm working on and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then depending on how well I was doing in the jumps and whatnot on Thursday, you would say, you know, this is what you need to focus on in the meet on mm-hmm. Saturday. Right. And this is what, you know, you know, this is what you need to think of like, whether, you know, think about the jump up, make sure you're, you know, your step is on and you can jump up at right. every jump and then try to, you know, yeah. And whatnot. And then obviously i well, to- j- just, yeah, because so I feel like you have some thoughts and you're yeah, I know of I'm kind of kind of rushing of through it,
0: rushing through it. yeah So yeah, so once you have the drill session, you talk about the drill session. And now let's say in the checkup phone call, you want to discuss the meat things that you want to talk about is like, okay, the variances is like, okay, you should probably be gripping between these two grips. You know, let's by the say, end of warmups, let, or right? It's yeah. like okay, let's say you start with twelve six. You want to work your way up to thirteen foot grip, as an example. Yeah, maybe you start on this pole. Let's say fourteen uh, fifty, and you want to be in the fourteen sixty, probably. Right, and right. maybe in the meet you can end up with this grip and this uh, pole, and then you talk about a mid mark. Or whatever yeah, or, checkpoint or that you off, have, or whatever. right. But right. it's like, okay, like, well, you want your mid between these two numbers, you know, yeah. too far inside of this, no good too far out. No good. And so at least now you have those variances and you go, okay, I have to work within these uh, restrictions. And yeah. as long as I work within those, I, I should
1: have a decent meet. Like I've eliminated some yeah, variables. It, yeah. It gives you like a, like a little, like, um, like a little layout i guess if you want to right. say or like a i'm almost thinking like like, guidelines yeah like a guidelines, guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah like notes right yeah. or something it's like the the study guide for the exam right yeah exactly
1: <laughs> more or less i mean and you're just yeah. and then you know how you're
0: like this wasn't on the study, study guide
1: <laughs> <laughs> this isn't what you told me to study this is my
0: professor didn't even tell me about this chapter <laughs>
1: um but yeah so like i in that way i know like i can let my coach know that i was thinking you know and obviously I get his opinion on everything too, because I'm not I'm not trying Right, to right, like, right. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and because you know, sometimes he's like, Well, I want you to focus on this part of your jump too in the me to try mm-hmm. to have a smoother takeoff or you know, a smoother swing. Or whatever. Well,
0: it, it, so you know, and and talking about if you do have a college coach, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think sometimes the thing and I feel like this is so critical for people who pole vault, it's like, you know. Pull vaulting, a- anything really, if you're learning anything, it's learning language, right? Yes. And obviously at Apex mm-hmm. Vaulting, we have a certain, it's still pull vault, but it's a certain language, right? It's like, yeah. maybe we're like iPhone 11 and you're iPhone 12. Like, I don't know. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so the college coach might have a little bit different language. And I think as a coach, you can help your athletes. I mean, hopefully as, as a coach, mm-hmm. you kind of are fluent in many languages. Um, yeah. So hopefully as the, as the club coach, you can help your college athlete and say hey so when your coach is talking about this this is like what we would be saying at the club like this is what this this coach means it's actually the same thing we were talking about in high school yeah. just it's phrased differently yeah. they use a little different language but
1: uh, as much as it's the coach's responsibility i think it's also the responsibility of the the you know the athlete to be able to take in what he's saying and kind of trans- interpret interpret yeah. and translate it back to what you think your coach might say say or mean by that and obviously you can discuss it with your coach afterwards and see what he thinks about it and what he thinks he's saying well and and i think it's responsible for the athlete because like you know
0: i think sometimes as coaches also we take for granted how much our athletes really understand what we're talking about you know what i mean sometimes yeah and and listen i i'm always big i'm like does that make sense do you understand Mm -hmm. and
1: sometimes you get the blank stares like
0: right and sometimes you're like no and then i'll explain more which i'm glad But I think sometimes people say, yes, it makes sense, but they don't don't really know. know. They're kind of almost embarrassed to say, like, I I never heard of that before. You You know, it's like, yeah, right. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, imagine it's like, hey, you got to cover the pole. And like, someone's like, okay. Yeah. Like, and then I get back in mm-hmm. line. I'm like, Rob, I'm. What does cover the
1: pole. Yeah, no. Yeah. Do yeah. We have to put a sleeve. over <laughs> Yeah. It? Like, <laughs> we it, is it the- too cold outside? Like, <laughs> you know, need to warm it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think there's some of this terminology sometimes that people don't really understand. And as coaches, we take it for granted. But again, like you're saying, as an athlete, if I'm in college, listen, it's time. You're not in high
1: school anymore. You yeah, have yeah. to
0: stand up and be like, hey, I'm sorry. I don't understand what you're saying. Can you explain that? Like, I've never heard that terminology. Yeah. Before.
1: Yeah, that yeah, you have to either interpret or you have to try to translate. Yeah, and you have to ask questions. You have yeah, to be willing to ask questions. To, yeah, yeah. And you have to, you have to be like a sponge. You gotta take, you gotta take it all in. Right, right. So
0: now, yeah. I guess, right? So we kind of went through the process of what you were doing in, in college, college, right? Um, where do you stand now, right? Because we talked about it, you had a yeah. 13-foot PR, you were number five on the team. Mm-hmm. What's what's happening now. So and we could
1: talk about maybe what got you there, but go ahead. Yeah. So do you want do you want to talk about now or how now like what, yeah. what's your PR? Where so, do you stand
0: on the team?
1: How's that going? Yeah. So now my PR is 14 or 428, I guess, in meters. Okay. And yeah. um basically I'm I mean there a couple of the pole vaulters graduated and whatnot. Yeah. And so uh there's only two pole vaulters left. There's the 156 guy and me. Mm-hmm. But uh, going back to like conference mm-hmm. right now, I believe I'm ranked fifth or fourth. Whereas last sp- spring I got seventh at conference with 14 feet. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually like on attempts. So six got 14 feet as well. I was, Okay. I lost. On right. attempts. Um, but all that being said, um, yeah. So I, I worked my way up to be, you know, one of the better, and there's never quite now, like before there was a question. Was like, Oh, do we take him to the meat kind of thing? Right. You know, now it's like, no question. Like I'm going to every meet, like right. unless there's not pole vault or something for, right. me, for right. some right. reason, um, which is obviously very encouraging as, you know, yeah, knowing yeah, yeah. that your kind of your hard work's paying off. Mm-hmm. Um, do you kind of want to get on how we got there more or less? No. Well,
0: I mean, like, I think we went over a lot of the stuff. Like obviously, mm-hmm. like you know, you have to work hard. You have to stay on top of your yeah. training, your diet, your sleep, all that stuff. Uh, maybe you could talk about. Like I, I feel like you've also made yourself very valuable to your head coach. Like I yeah. feel like there's a very good relationship, and I think that's important too.
1: Yeah. So I mean, our head coach now is our pole vault coach, which uh, really helps. that's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. He was he was the assistant head coach uh, before, and he was. He does like the Maltese and mm-hmm. the pole, pole Um, but yeah, I mean, I basically I was always talking to the coach and asking about like the other people's jumps, like you know the other guys and other girls on the team, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, do you think they could do something like this? You know, what do you think about this for their you guys? Jumps? Would exchange we a lot would, of ideas. Yeah, right? we would talk about ideas and stuff like that, and I think um, I mean, not only does that build your relationship with the coach, and but. And, you know, say you're at a place where you're not getting noticed as much. If you can kind of like, you know, build a relationship that can go a long way. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, here's the thing too,
0: right? Let's say you're on a team and you're kind of fighting for a spot. And now there's two people that are tied. Right. Well, when the coach knows like, wow, this kid's super invested. They care. Yeah. They even know about everyone else's jumps on the team. Right. I can literally leave the pole vault and this person can take care of it. Yeah. Well, and the other guy could care less. Right. Right. They're going to pick you over that other person that's right. not as invested. Yeah. So I think showing that you're
1: invested goes a long, long way. You right. know? Yeah, I agree. And even now, like there were there, like there was time last spring when he was kind of he was the new head coach and he was a little bit overrun because he was working with a bunch of. Yeah he's, just, yeah, he's trying to handle the whole team. Right, but... exactly. And so the multis had to come pole vault and he's like, you know, like, oh, plum, you can't can you like help out the the multis right which is like i mean i obviously it's like very appreciative to know that you know what you're saying like he takes with yeah i mean like, you feel honored to, yeah, to, you to mean, have
0: that privilege to yeah, help
1: like that any he, any he know and it it also confirms like you know what you're doing or he believes right, you know what you're right. doing i you know what i think is funny too like some people listening to
0: this might be like what you have to help other people on the team like Oh my god! You have to put more work in, yeah. but it's like the way we view it is like, oh my god, what a privilege! To yeah, help the team. yeah. And I think that that's important too. It's like if you have that kind of attitude, like,
1: yeah, man, I, I love doing my part. I love helping out. Mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way too. Hundred percent. It ch- it shows investment, and I mean, obviously, you know, there's like the basic things of like don't slack out at workouts. Don't you know? Make yeah, sure you show yeah. up to all the practices because that's a Big thing. A lot of times, make sure you just show up to all the practices. Don't skip.
0: Yeah. Well, so it's funny, right? Like, I guess like we didn't mention that before, but that's such a huge thing is like attendance. Yeah. Literally being there. I I was actually just talking about this, like, um, at, at practice today with a group, because I was like complimenting one of my guys that, um, you know, is in college now, but last year, I mean, like, oh my goodness, this kid, like he came twice a week to the club, never missed a practice insanely invested um, also kind of just couldn't get out of his own way sometimes. And I, and I was tough on him. I was very, very tough on him and he always took it well. And he always like, if I was tough on him, he's like, yep, you're right. I got to do better. And I give that kid an insane amount of credit because it's like, that's not easy. It's not easy to show. First of all, just showing up every single time, never missing is not as easy as it sounds because there's a lot of people that seem to always have an excuse to miss something. Well, right. Right. And then the thing is to be there and be invested and take it. That's, that's huge. No, huge. Not being like, you know, it's like you show up and it's like you half-ass the way. Right. Right. It's like, yeah, you just got out of, of bed physical, yeah. know, or something.
1: You just took a nap or whatever. And you're just like, yeah, no, you got to be there and be ready to like do it like, and be professional. Yeah, be professional. Look good, I, you know. Like I, I think, nothing. yeah, like
0: you're saying, like looking good, like looking the part. Are you dressed like an athlete, or right. do, you, do you still have your pajama pants on? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, like show up ready to go. I mean, one of the things that I, I find insane sometimes, right? It's like it's like having your notebook and pen
1: ready in class. Yep. Or do people have, still have notebooks? I mean, sometimes, or having your computer open, not having opening it as open. as their. Uh...
0: I, I feel like I feel like I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's like when I had my stone and chiseling class. Yeah. Anyway, but it's like I think it's the same way for practice. Like I can't stand the amount of kids that will show up sometimes. Like you know, and again, I I love my athletes and whatever, but like. I I've seen this happen. Like people show up to track meets, you know, on other teams or when I sometimes do the rental coach program and I see people from other events, they go to, and it's like, they literally have to change when they show up at practice. Like yeah. they got to put sneakers on or spikes on whatever. It's, it's like, why are you not ready? Let's use every minute of this practice. percent. You know, yeah. it's like, are you that good? Like that? We, we have time. To we have to, yeah. We have to wait for you. <laughs> right. Cause that's also, yeah. Don't, you know, yeah, it's like, you gotta be, you gotta way. show up, be ready to go, ready to go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I think we kind of covered, you know, everything. What, what would you add also? Um, wow. Okay. So this, this is important. This is important too. I I apologize. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think if I'm like trying to hold on to a spot, Mm -hmm. right.
1: Just train when I'm at school, like summer's off. Yeah. No, you can't, can't do that. Can't do that. It actually, it kind of leads to a story about what happened when they told me that I couldn't jump at the first meet. So like I was saying, so I didn't, I wasn't able to jump at the first meet. It was right before winter break. So, you know, right before you go home and whatnot. And so, I mean, Rob was contemplating dropping out of school. Yeah, I I talked him out of it, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, it was like, like I said, it was a wake up call and I was like, I got to get my Button here and like keep working. I gotta right uh, as long as every minute. Well, not every minute, but you know yeah, yeah. every chance I had to come in here and work on my jump, get better. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that's out. that's yeah. what I had to do. I couldn't just you know sit on and, I mean, and then did, you jumped out of meet and you PR. I, I did. I did. I did during break. Me. Yeah, I wanted. to I you know I wanted to more or less prove Obviously to my make coach. Make sure it's okay with your coaching staff. Yes, and, and make sure you do it. You know, don't don't you know mess up your eligibility yeah, and yeah. all that. Good yeah. stuff. But, um, you know, I went to uh, an open meet and I was talking to my coach. I was like, Hey, I'm going to go to an open meet, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, yeah. I'll tr- tell you how I do and whatnot. And I, ju- I jumped 13, three, I PR jumped 13, yeah, yeah. three at that meet, which, and, you had really at and had yeah, really good attempts at 13. And I had really good attempts at 13, nine, but I was, and I had, and I was that qualified for uh PSAC, the, the right, conference right. meet. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, if nothing else, I was like, this shows the coach, like I'm going to score at right. conference or I have a chance to score right, at conference. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, I was taking every chance I could. I was, you know, like I said, I was training here all the time. I was getting, I was trying to get my lifting numbers back up. Yeah. I was, you know, and I went to an open meet to Try it. more. It was it, and it was almost in spite. I was like, I'm gonna like I I need to prove to him like I can do this.
0: Right. Well, and and the thing that I would just add there, and then I I think we could wrap it up. But like, uh, you know, despite some people's popular opinions, you know, taking massive amounts of time off, like a month, two months, like that is not going to help you. Like if you are, listen, if you are not number one on your team or you're killing it or whatever, it's like, you can't afford to take two months off. What are you going to do? What are you going to do in two months? You're going to get faster in two months by taking time off. Are you going to grip grip higher if you take two months off? No, it's then you're, you're starting from a deficit. You've lost something in that two months off, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and listen, for anybody out there listening to this who's like, oh my God, like, this is so hard. This sounds crazy. Like. Hey, listen, if you don't want to jump high or your number one priority isn't making the team or whatever, yeah. or helping the team, that's okay. Like I'm not, I'm not speaking to people out there. I'm speaking to the person who's like, no, I really freaking want to PR. I really want to make this team. I really want to be a part of this team. Well, then this is what you need to do. You can't take two months off. That's just not, that's not going to help. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I'm speaking to people like that. Um,
1: is there anything else you want to add, Rob? Uh Nothing else I can think of just yeah. make sure you make sure you, yeah, make sure you work hard. Yeah. It's all about working hard. I,
0: I mean, it, it's so funny. I don't care if you have the most perfect technical model for the pole vault. You have the perfect shrinking and conditioning program, everything perfect. None of that stuff works without hard work and effort. You need the hard work and effort. That's that's in every recipe. I, I, I don't care yeah. what
1: recipe you got. If yeah. you don't have hard work and effort, it's not going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, thank you for anybody who's uh, out there listening or watching. Again, subscribe. Share this. Share this with someone who doesn't understand why they're not jumping high. That, this might yeah, help them. Maybe it's podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, and like I said, Apex Vaulting on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, The Real Apex Vaulting on Instagram. If you live in Long Island, just check out Apex Vaulting, L-I, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Apex Vaulting, Long Island. Uh, There's another Apex out there. Um, And we're just Apex Vaulting on Facebook and Twitter. If you have any comments or questions you'd like to reach out, please email us at apexvaulting at gmail.com. Rob, thanks for joining. Thank you. Next time, guys.